Well, how about that? Have we seen anything relatively interesting for me to be able to edit in the front? You know how I do that Did thing? we say anything interesting throughout the whole hour? That's a good point. That's a good point. There we go. I think we found it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rugby. There it is. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop stealing that. Rian, I'm sorry. It's okay. You give him a sweet plug right off okay. the bat. Rian Lou, go subscribe, everybody. Yeah, he's the man. He is the he, man. He's the funniest. He's getting some traction. He is. He is. He's the funniest rugby YouTuber out there. I'm sorry yes. to say he's funnier than you. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> my whiteboard <laughs> yeah. is known for the yeah, yeah for, for the, the gags for the big laugh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, I'm happy to start literally every podcast we do with a Rian Lou. Yeah, we're loving this. We'll get a tweet out of it. Oh, I'll nice. tell you that much. Good nice. on you, Rian. Um, this is a podcast. It is a podcast and you can listen to... Two Cents Gets Distracted is the name of the podcast, also known as 2CGD. <laughs> 2CGD, we're trying... Yeah, hashtag 2CGD. Uh, yeah, you, we're seeing that around the places. Which is also the name of... Oh, for the love of Christ. There it is. Whoa. Sorry, I thought we lost it. This little bad boy. This oh, is yeah. what... You know, the William Webb Ballas Cup is on the line at the end of the year. Six Nations trophies, Grand Slams, all sorts of things, the rugby championship. But the thing that most professional athletes, especially rugby players, this is what they're after. The old 2CGD. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I'm going to have to edit in my damn thing again. I'm just thinking more editing. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, that's what what it's all about, really. That's the real silverware that everybody's after this particular year this is a rugby podcast yes and you can listen to this rugby podcast on spotify iHeartRadio, google podcasts and stitcher and, and other uh, places yeah other places i feel like we're very hosty today we're really What's hosting wrong? that's because we're tired we both got yeah, up yeah she's at, a long um, day at four o'clock in the morning so what time is can it? i can i let you in on a little secret oh i've got oh, is this a mission time because i've got some <laughs> things to admit to <laughs> this yeah. is the way i kind of sneak an extra 15 minutes sleep in during the Six Nations. Like if the game's starting at four, yeah, I set my alarm yeah, for 4.15. Oh, right. Okay, that's so, pretty early on. Oh, no. Oh, oh, really? Yes, after the after kickoff. Oh, that is... So I set my alarm for 4.15. I was thinking 3.15 for some reason. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't after get up extra early. I get an extra 15 minutes sleep All in. Right. Then I boot the game up and just I deliberately make sure I track back. I don't get spoiled. I track back 15 minutes. Yeah, right. So I'm starting for kickoff. And then half time is about 15 minutes. Right. So I can pretty much time it. So And then you can also skip through some of the... You can fast forward yeah, exactly. the, the there's, setting for scrums and stuff. There's, so there's three set, three resets. Yeah, scrums. resets and things like that. So that's the way I squeeze an extra that's fifteen a minutes. Pro sleep tip. A lot of people say, "Oh, good on you, mate, for getting up at you know stupid o'clock to watch these games." Well, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite a hundred percent committed. I do, I do, I do have I that think, little trick. I think that is. I think that is commitment. I think. Okay. I think. I think four fifteen is stupid o'clock still. Right. But I was up. It's, sli- fi- it's fifteen minutes better than. I was o'clock. at slightly more stupid o'clock, so I set my alarm for three forty-five because I'm like I because I'm a slow riser. Okay. You know exactly. That's how my sex life goes too. Um, but so I, it, it takes me a while. I, I but I slapped the snooze button right. for a couple of times. That's to say that's how my sex life goes too. So I sleep, and then I just have to like will myself out of right. bed. And sometimes it works. Right. Other times not so and much. And it does. And sometimes, it, and other times it doesn't work. And this is what I have to admit. So I was up this morning with you. Yes. Three thirty-five. You were with me. We were in the same bed. Get up! Why are you sitting your life for four fifteen? Um, um, but 
on Saturday night, we were together. Oh, just again. <laughs> we were live streaming the Blues game. Which we were. There was all of like twenty people in the world interested in. That's right. Uh, but and then I, you might have noticed I offered you some wine before you left. You yes, had a glass. I did. And I drank a bottle as you're drinking a glass. <laughs> yeah, I was nursing it because I knew I had to drive home. Yeah, yeah. And then after you left, I drank some whiskey. And I was on. We we can talk about the Kiwi lads and all that. So we were on the live stream and we got a bit hectic. Yeah. We hosted for a while by accident. It was it was a bit of chaos. And then I was like, I set my alarm, and then I just did not hear it. Just uh, straight through. So so the Italy Ireland game, which was the in terms of the kickoff time for us here in New Zealand, that was the worst of the bunch. It was three something. That's the brutal one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was three fifteen. So yeah, I, I, was, I was up at three thirty. It gets worse. It okay. gets worse. So in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, do I? Because I was like, oh, now I've got two games of rugby to watch. Yeah. And if, all of a sudden, it becomes a chore. <laughs> You're like, what was me? Yeah, yeah, I've got to watch bloody rugby and you kid. No, and all that sort of stuff. So I watched uh, the England, I watched the England-Wales game, which I'm sure we're going to get into. You watched that first? Yeah, I watched Did it. they spoil the result of the previous one? I think there was just a murmur about it. And then I think I got, got on Twitter and I was like, oh, that oh, one. And as no. soon as you know, it sucks. all motivation to watch the game just goes out the window. You, so. Especially with how, I mean, should we start with that game? Sure. Like the Italians played bloody well. I can't tell you much about it because I didn't watch it you actually didn't watch it oh my I watched the I watched the highlights today before you came I was like I'm gonna watch it I watched the whole damn thing and I I hosted a rugby podcast I didn't watch one of the biggest games of the weekend terrible person giving me shit in the comments people uh, but I was gonna watch it, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it on the on the Sky Sports Now app. There wasn't right. a full replay. There was an eleven minute highlight package. Okay. So I watched that, and boy, did it look exciting! It was great. <laughs> yeah, but it looked interesting because it looked like it was going to be pretty much play by the numbers that yeah. Ireland were going to get yeah, on yeah, top. Yeah. Ireland started with yeah. a couple of tries. James Lowe was forgetting how to put P- the ball down. Bombs one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I could have, I could have flipped my way through this, Oregon. Honesty is always the best policy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So tell me, like, in terms of the comeback, was it some like, kind of had a similar sort of vibe, just from what I can perceive from the highlights, to that France, uh, the France and Italy game. Yeah, where yeah, very similar. Ireland went up, you know, you thought, oh, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But the Italians just found a way to hang in it. Yeah, they did. And they're only seven points down at half time, and then it was all on for Donkey Kong, but just maybe just a little bit of class. Yeah, at the end of, the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, Ireland obviously made a few changes for that one. There was no Sexton. Yeah, Ringrose had to pull out kind of last minute. So they kind Bundy of Bundy Arkey seemed to be involved in everything. Yeah, they were still. I don't think because I think McCloskey and Arkey usually played twelve, so they were yeah. kind of running with two twelves out there. So I don't think they were quite as on song as a pairing as they yeah, would right. have been. Um, Ringrose he, he has been magic. Over, he dropped one over a line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He? he kind of lost it when he was sliding. Yeah, along. He kind of like. Rolled over his arm. Yeah, so there was a few disruptions. I mean, Tyke Byrne was also... He's, he's out for a wee while. So there were disruptions in the build-up for Ireland. But, I mean, still, on paper, I mean, the bookies had them by 20-odd points. I, I know... I don't think you can say that's a bad Ireland performance. I think the, sorry, no. the Scottish team is just pretty damn legit. So you've got to give some credit to almost, like, um, not quite the A team, A side, like the A-and-a-half side, basically, Getting it done against right. a, a pumped up Italy team mm. in Rome. Mm. Was it in Rome? Mm. So you know that's 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 a heck of an effort. So it was a crazy to... game in terms of the atmosphere. I don't actually would have showed it in the highlights, but uh, the, because it was a huge traveling group of Irish fans, they always yeah. travel really well. But then yeah. also the Italian fans, when the team started to score, like they would be 
chanting like uh, whatever the Italians chant, and then <laughs> Italy. No, yeah, I don't think they actually. No, I it. don't think Italia. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was great to hear like various moments. You'd hear the Italian fans getting into it, the Irish fans would be kind of well, silenced, the and things. then the Irish fans would just come back into it. It was it was a great atmosphere. As for somebody who doesn't watch, hasn't watched a lot of Six Nations, it's actually mm. one of the nice things that you know to see about it, even yeah. on the. The game at the Principality Stadium, mm. you could hear the English that's fans right, singing "Sweet right. Low" yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's blasphemous!" Yeah, exactly. You know, that was that was very in naughty. Cardiff, yeah, for sure. No, but it was it's good because in previous years when I've watched the Six Nations, I kind of did the same as you. I would look at the fixtures yeah. list and go, "Italy's on at three fifteen. I'm not fucking watching that live. Yeah. I'll get up and watch the next one, and then I will try to avoid any spoilers, but I'll watch that one straight after." If but Italy, I'll... Italy's getting to the point where you can't do that no, anymore they, well, which is great for the it's great for the comp yeah because it honestly used to be pretty much a waste of time to get up at that time to watch the game because you know they're going to get pumped is it 30 is it 40 yeah it's not it's just not worth it but not anymore no which is no. great well because they imagine a world where they beat france and, and ireland I know. <laughs> yeah well they were down by 14 points in the end of the game weren't they yeah, what was the final score? Yeah, 34-20. And there was that moment where they had a huge overlap, but they had their big lock on the wing. Yeah, Ritz, uh, And he did this... Rex ki- uh, kick to him. Rex, and it was like, oh. And the kick was actually, if it was well uh, executed... Because they got was, big in goals. Huge in goals. <laughs> giant in goals. With, with all the astroturf, so they would have got grazed up yeah, to yeah, the mother. Yeah, yeah, um, But it was really... It was all in that it was moment, on, but he yeah. just... They completely screwed the yeah, pooch I think it. that was a key moment. They probably could have gone through the hands, Because though. Italy had a decent amount of momentum at that moment and if they'd executed there who knows so I mean it's great the fact that that game comes down to those kind of margins where it was genuinely a few key plays either way that decided the game but I mean because usually those games are gone in the first 20 minutes yeah basically so I mean Ireland's got this weird thing now where they keep scoring a ton of first half points like they Mm. scored four tries in the first half yeah and one in the second and that's like the the first two games I think they were Three first half tries, bonus point try in the second yeah, half. Right. So they've got this weird trend. Like it used to be last year where they would they would grind you down over eighty minutes and you wouldn't be able to live with them with their kind of oh. relentless quick recycle ball. But now they're just coming out of the blocks and then maybe easing up a little bit. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, well it's 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 hard to keep on going really when you've made it such an incredible start. But they mm. seem to be quite ruthless. Mm. You know, when they get half a chance they they generally um, uh, what's the word I'm almost trying to say like calculate convert convert, yeah, yeah. convert those into points and like you said they could have had a couple of extra tries if they'd you know managed to handle the ball a bit yeah. better so it could have been more comfortable and one of the tries they conceded was an intercept to that man Bruno the, yeah. the winger so yeah, he had a pretty fun game to watch he's a bit of a pocket rocket mm, and your boy uh, Capuzzo no Capuzzo <laughs> Capuzzo yeah. he um, was the guy he actually stopped James Lowe from scoring the try yeah that's he? right yeah 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 So he's got a bit to him doesn't he he's, he's not a good just, player not just a bean pot well, no, no. He's, not, he's just a little little man yeah, out there yeah, isn't he's he? got more power in him than he, he like visibly he shows yeah basically yeah. so no man it was um, I'm worried that we're peaking here we very rarely are too loud that's our question see look how look at I'm going to bring that down a touch. You can always bring it up in post. Yeah, I can always bring Editing. it up. But then if it's just peaking the whole time. You can't do nothing with it. Well, it's just a pain in the ass, really. I could do, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, as they say. There you That's go. right. But somehow we still managed to make this into a podcast. That's true. Mm, so that counters that. Uh, but the game that I'm looking forward to for next week is definitely going to be... Um, Italy against Wales. Yeah, Battle of the Spoon. The spoon. And who is actually the favourite? 
Who would you call the favourite? I know who I would call the favourite. It's hard to say it, but based on the performance we've seen thus far and the fact that Italy's at home, I mean, it's in a fortnight, so Wales have got another week to get it right, but yeah, Italy seemed like it the form side of the two. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the Wales are just finding sad new lows constantly. Mm. And is that the game we're going to talk about next? Really? Anything else on Italy? I mean, you don't oh, watch it. I don't, I mean, exactly. It's hard to comment Their so number eight had a great game. Lorenzo Canone. I don't know if they showed it in the highlights, but he had a couple of great runs where maybe he just needed to find that one support runner but couldn't quite find it. What do they need? So, and they're, I think I heard the term being used in the highlights that they're sick of being called valiant. Right. Valiant losers. Yeah. But they seem just half a breath off from being valiant losers to... You know, not just ultra competitive, but mm. winners. You know, yeah. you know, like, you know, at least fifty fifty, or mm. like, mm. you know, some of the time. Mm. Like, they still, they still haven't got a win yet mm. in, in the That's Six right. Nations. We're talking them up, but yeah, they are winless. winless. Mm. Have they got a bonus point yet? They got a bonus point against, against France. France. Yeah, because yeah, they were close enough. Yeah. So that's more than more than Wales have got. So they're, they're they they are fifth on the table instead of wow. sixth. Yeah. Wow! 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 Oh, that's gonna be, that's that game's gonna have some. It's almost like a relegation game in the Premiership. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. got it's gonna have a bit of heat on it. Yeah. I reckon. Um, who else did we talk about? But what, do they you, need? what do they need? What as do they a need? Team? Oh, I think they still concede a few too soft tries. Uh-huh. Like they can't be putting themselves in a position where they need to chase a game like that. Yeah, like, right. I mean, Hugo Keenan. I was about to talk him up. He scored another one of his kind of tries where he gets put into a gap. Like he did against, was it France, oh, where he got his, into a gap and then yeah. he just like backs himself to beat the defenders. Yeah, he's and running he, backwards half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got this weird, elusive run. He looks kind of gangly and like he shouldn't be as fast or as powerful as he is, but he is. So Is he the world's best number 15 right at now? At the moment, I think so. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to put him on a, above He's him. just so safe at the yeah, back. Yeah, well, there is Shooter McGavin out there. Who's Sean Stevenson. Sean we'll get Stevenson. to Super Rugby a bit later. <laughs> but um, I'm so dying to talk about some Harbour players. <laughs> But um, no, I think if Italy, I mean, these players are often, you know, in their early 20s. So give them a bit more time. I think they'll get there. Which is the total end of the coin uh, for Wales, Mm. who all their team are looking for retirement villages. Like, it's, (laughs) there's some old boys in that team. Oh man, I felt for Ken Owens. He's a solid, yeah, and he just looks like he's... Well, just dead behind the eyes a little bit right. like he's seen some shit yeah. you know like yeah. and he's been carrying all this crap all week and then oh, he, I think he's a very good player yeah. you know Sheriff like, is his nickname and he made some he makes some solid hits out there doesn't mm. he he puts his whole body on the line you can see how much he means him. he's a very proud Welshman but this whole thing must be just taking years off his life. Before we get to Wales and England, did you see Mac Hansen's post-match interview? He's the winger. Yeah, I know. The Aussie. Yeah, yeah the Aussie guy. Mm-bop, dip, dip. Yeah. Did you see his post-match? No, I didn't. So he gets mad of the match because he gets a couple of I tries. I saw some memes, memes, about, memes, memes about him just looking kind of like... Okay. This well, is what I look like when my wife's telling me off or something like that. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he looked a bit frazzled because he's doing the post-match. There's a microphone kind of right in front of his face. He gesticulates... He bumps the microphone, oh, which is obviously a little slightly embarrassing moment, but he doubles down by when he bumps the microphone, he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, right on camera. Then he realizes he's just said, oh, fuck. And he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a great moment of live television. Yeah, that's great. I love those ones. Yeah. yeah. I, love I, f- I find the, the Northern Hemisphere 
punditry and commentary teams who do all the interviews and stuff are much more apologetic to any swearing picked up on the camera. Oh, really? You'll often hear them, oh, sorry about the language yeah, you picked exactly. up. exactly. Like, down here, they just kind of gloss over it. If, yeah, you, exactly. if, they, if they pick up the microphones in the, uh, yeah, on the field hear, and you hear them going, oh, for fuck's sake, rap or something, yeah, exactly. the, the commentary team never like, all over it. They just, yeah. they just glide straight on by. Yeah, but the yeah. Northern Hemisphere... Um, Pundits and whatnot. Oh, I'm terribly <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> okay, your you friend may have, if there are small children or women in the room, I, <laughs> I know us fellas can handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that was great. Yeah, I did it actually. Speaking of commentary, there was some. I love that guy. Whoever did the commentary for you know that that call that I talked about before were like never give him, oh, yeah. I never give a vampire. It's never blood, and that's what he is. He's a vampire. That yeah. guy was commenta- commentating the uh, Wales England game, yeah, 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 and he yeah. had some crackers. He described. He's pretty left field. Yeah, he described Wales as an attack. Um, what is it? it? Had the cutting edge of a rubber, a rubber chainsaw. Uh, a rubber chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he qualified it by saying like it's rubber the blunt or something <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. just in case you didn't and, get it yeah and then he did that a few times and like he had a female color commentator mm. who said it's you, you, it's not funny when you explain when yeah you, and then the, he, those two and were then he, cr- and he cracked up and he yeah. was like i can't stop it though those two have got a bit of good banter because she's yeah. he's really light-hearted i forget yeah. who he is and she's really straight. analytical yeah. straight shooter so they've got a bit of a that that's a vibe that works it works yeah, yeah, it yeah. does work so yeah but yeah that was the first game, and uh, yeah, Wales and England played next. Yes. Look, scoreline 2010. Yes. yes. I don't missed a few kicks at goal. This is what I mean. This, I thought that was flattering to Wales. Yeah. Like, he missed, he left, what did he leave, 13, 15 points out there? He had a 33% kicking rate, so yeah, he, he left, missed a few penalties. He left a lot of points out there. Yeah. And the one try that Welsh got was an intercept. Was, was an intercept. It wasn't like it was really came was from no the point where they built Never. some kind of like in the previous weeks Wales would have like oh one pass away and they just dropped it they didn't even have that this week well they were just I think they were just it was almost like they were playing to minimise the damage they were just mm. putting up so many up and unders and they were the the back three from the England squad were really just swallowing them up I mean pretty sure back there I don't I think it probably prevented the English from actually getting a lot, some front football mm. all the time and actually getting into their face place but it was just like putting a plaster over a gaping wound mm. like it wasn't trying to they weren't trying to win the game it felt mm. like negative rugby mm. like i know there's all sorts of different kind of opinions about you know kicking and all that sort of stuff yeah. but that particular kicking like it wasn't to win the game I, it was, like i guess at any stage if they managed to pull out another rc try and they go it's seven. Game on. it's game on mm. so they were just they were just <clears throat> hoping for an english mistake yeah but it and, wasn't really coming no, because and it didn't look like they look safe as houses. That's right. So you got to be like, okay, this isn't working. Like it's like a, a cricket player. Like okay, we're going outside off. We're trying to play for the slips the whole time. Uh, this isn't working. We need to go to the short stuff and mm. like have a leg side field. Mm. You know, so like it, it, they didn't seem to be fluid enough to be able to adapt or have anything mm. that looked remotely threatening and that mm. rubber chainsaw line was was pretty apt was really apt and look i don't think that the welsh for any part were lacking effort mm. i feel like they were putting their all out there but they've just bereft of ideas mm. and a team that looks basically 
sad. It's sad and soulless in a way. And I mean, and, with all the off the field stuff, it's it's tough. I We've, was I was really sorry, man. I'm just yabbering on here, but I was really hoping for a big bounce back. You know that real like they were going to get that siege mentality, back like to the corner kind of thing. Like we're yeah. playing for all those boys in the valleys and stuff, and mm. we need to get contracts who maybe you know have to support their families. We're in yeah. a real tight spot, and that uh, even the whole nation would have been like, this <clears> really sucks. Everyone yeah. probably needs England as well. So. Yeah, it would have been great to get one up <laughs> over them. So I was I was hoping. Maybe semi expecting mm. just a little bit of something else, but mm. this Welsh side just never fails to disappoint at the moment, mm. which is a real, <clears throat> real shit thing for a great rugby nation, yeah. a great rugby nation, mm. but just not a great team and not a well-run well run uh, rugby union. Not at the moment, eh? I mean, they they did play a bunch of youngsters. They had a young ten, a young twelve, a young thirteen. So. It's kind of maybe not that surprising. But Dyer wasn't in there, was he? They, he nah, he, he was... Got cut or? Yeah, they, they dropped him for this game, which was weird because he was one of their better-looking kind of performers. Yeah. So he they had half-penny at the back. Um, he kicked the penalty and the conversion. Yeah, right. Reece Emmett looked pretty sharp. Although he did. He, although he dropped at least one high ball as well, yeah. which was a little bit disappointing. Like Maybe Towards a bit uncharacteristic, end. yeah. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I mean, neither side looked that flash. You, you didn't look at either of those. Even England won, and they've only lost the one game. You didn't look at England in that game and go, these guys who've got the same record as Scotland, you didn't look at them and go, these guys are going to still potentially win. They're going to beat Ireland next week I, and then I don't know, win the Six Nations. Are you being a little harsh on them, though? Like, Have you ever seen an England team that with a kicker who missed that many kicks? Mm-hmm. Like, he left his kicking boots at home. So if we if they finish the game... And they've won. They don't. This is all hypothetical. Mm. Even if he gets his intercept, and they win the game thirty-three ten or something like that, that's pretty damn comfortable. Mm. You'd be everyone would be going away. Look, they were a step above. Mm. They were never looked in trouble. Mm. They got the job done. They did it without any sort of heart, you know heart palpitations. And mm. then let's even take away one step further that RC um, intercept. Yeah. 33-3. I know it's all... It's a proper hiding. Yeah, It's yeah, a proper yeah, yeah. hiding. And then everyone's saying, well, <laughs> watch out for England. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. the same game of footy. Maybe. You know, like, mm. I think they look pretty good under Borthwick. Mm. You know, I think... I think they're building. I think they're going to get there. I, I still think they're... Yeah, and that's that's one of those things. If you look at the French, you look at the Irish... You, you can like, see the progression, You're almost right? like, that almost kind of looks like a bit of a finished product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But England have got a lot of... A lot of room to grow still. For sure. You know, yeah, which, it looks like they're going the right place. And those arsey bastards always are in the mix in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. They always they got find a good them, side of the draw. they got a great side of the draw. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you're an English fan, I think there's a lot to kind of get a little bit excited on. You've, you've done a stinky for the last year and a half where you've just kind of... Mm. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, there's still a great chance you could go out in the semis or the court. Semi-final, Australia, England. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. That's a tasty Pretty little... Tasty. That's a tasty yeah. little tart. Yeah. But no, I mean, England, Stewart looks great at the back. Yeah. Still continues to impress Watson. First game on the wing for a couple of years because he's had notorious injury problems. He comes in, scores a good try. Yeah. I mean, the props look good. Genge and Sinclair looked really Genge, good. Genge is <clears throat> he's a, a unit, sens- isn't he? sensational player. Do you know his nickname? Uh, I think Genge is just good enough. They or... call him the baby rhino. <laughs> Yeah. There are no, there are, there are, there are no rhinos. Are there hippos or no rhinos at the zoo? We talked about this. Yeah, on the live they have show. rhinos, and I saw a baby yeah. rhino, and they they like trotting around and yeah, um, right. yeah, throwing their weight around. He so. is a bit like a rhino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just loves the contact, man. They well, use they, him to he, carry they so much. They dominated the scrum as well, didn't they? Mm. 
Scrum was and a little he was, bit scrappy, but and he was great around the park. Oh, for sure, he's busy. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he's he he's, went like fifty-five minutes just hell for leather, and then got. But that's what you. That's what you. That's want. your role. That's your exactly. job. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> if you know you're not playing a full eighty, like empty the tank. That's right. You yeah, know, like, yeah. there's a lot of. Uh, I guess first and foremost, you got to be a good scrummager and all that mm. sort of stuff. But all that other stuff is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, you can add that to your game. You get you get those um, extra wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. Boy, oh boy, you can become. He's got some serious weight, some serious athleticism yeah, to him sure. as well. And he like some little sneaky skills in there too. Yeah, like yeah. very, very nice little. He's got good handles. Yeah, yeah. So does Sinclair, but I mean Sinclair, he's the one who got Sinclair the try. Sinclair got a try. Yeah. Yeah, he burrowed over from close range. So I'm so. telling you, man, England. Fucking England, man! Yeah. I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah, no, the, uh, the pieces know. are certainly there. Yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not writing England off by any means, but I don't think they're going to win the Six Nations. I don't think they're. Quite... I know. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm, you know, the Six Nations is, you know, a big deal and it's a big competition. But yeah. I'm just very much thinking about it with the lens of the World Cup for sure. Because they always, 2007, they didn't look great. They made it to the final. That's right. You know, like, that, was a, that was kind of a bad English team, but they had Wilkinson yeah. doing his thing. And, yeah, yeah. They, they somehow asked their way to, yeah. the, to the World Cup final. Yeah. Like, teams make it to the World Cup final who play like crap sometimes. That's true. The French team that almost beat us in 2011 lost to Tonga. That's right. In, in the, the pool, pool stage. They almost won the World Cup. You know, like, right. as much as we talk about form and all that sort of stuff, and that 2007 All Black team was unbeatable for about eight years apart from <laughs> knockout game. World Cup games. Yeah, that's right. You know, so like... Yeah. World Cup's a different beast. It is a different sure. beast. And the English sure. somehow, apart from the 2015 one when they actually had it at home where they absolutely pooped a bit. That's true. Where did they go in 20... Oh, 2019. 2019. I can't believe they didn't win that. Like, after that demolition to of us and the fact we had beaten South Africa, I... I shouldn't have, but I was just like, oh, so this is England just... England probably going to win. Yeah, England are going to take this. But they didn't. They didn't. And, uh, you know... Where to here, where to here, forget. Does <sighs> he swing the axe again? Because if there's one thing I've noticed from the Six Nations coaches thus far, most of the coaches are going for largely stable squads with a little bit of tinkering with injuries and a little bit of tinkering to build experience like Andy Farrell made a couple of changes for the Italian game but not wholesale Gats is the one who's changing like nine players for a game because he's he's said on he's on the record saying I need to keep these senior guys in the squad because we don't have that kind of mid-range guy yeah we've got yeah. a bunch of guys who are like a hundred cap guys and we've got a bunch of guys who are like no caps yeah, or one cap right. So I need to give these guys some experience, but I can't just leave the seniors on the bench. So he's kind of rotating. I don't know, man. <clears throat> like, he is in a tough, tough spot. But I, I don't see what he can do. Like, he's just got to play with the cards that are dealt in front of him. I don't think... I think his senior players, and there are some great players amongst them, most of them are beyond their best. He's still got a, you know, Morgan is a great player. He's got some backs that are just a little bit green but you know some of those guys guys have got a lot of promise but just mm. still a bit green behind the ears and they they need some sort of like crazy rugby lobotomy like to be able to like just realize the talent that you have it'll take mm. away all the external crap and let's just see what we can actually do mm. as a rugby team and, and take away all that other shit mm. but that's that's not going to happen and i still think that they probably don't quite have the talent of the other squads including Italy. 
Um, yeah, like what does he do against Italy? Does he just try to keep it conservative, like what the English did, and just go for malls? Because I mean, the Italians yeah, didn't didn't yeah. concede any mall tries against the Irish, which is a pretty you know big pack. Like if anything, the Italian forwards, you know, they stood it's up. Got really two well. ways he could go with it. He could be like, "Well, I'm going to have to lose. I could throw it all out there." But he kind of does like that mm. wooden spoon. Like being known as the worst team in, in mm. not in Europe but in the Six Nations. They asked him about it in the press conference. Like, is yeah. that how big is this game? And he was just like, "Well, nobody wants the wooden spoon." Yeah, hundred. So it's clearly a big game. Yeah, it is a big game. Mm. What wins that one? Which so it's in a fortnight. Got, yeah. So we've got another week off now. Fellow week again. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. What are we going to do on a week off? We've already used. We already, <laughs> Super Rugby. Super Rugby's back. We already the MLR's going. We always, you already used our Q and A gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What other gimmicks can we use? Well, we, could, we could do some World Cup stuff. Yeah, we, we could do the um, teams beginning with A. Albania, uh, Australia. We could go. I guess we could cover Australia. Other other A teams that could be Algeria. Does Afghanistan play rugby? I'm sure they do. I'm sure these teams have national sides, but they could probably be beaten by the Rosmini and Westlake first fifteens. You know. Anyway, Al- Albany. <laughs> You're a sure boy. <laughs> Albany. There is no... Uh, no, there is an Albany Senior College now. That's okay. a relatively new school. Nice. So if any of you uh, from Albany Senior College watching, like him long. Like him long. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Nick Evans, mm. he's a Westlake boy. He's coaching with Bastard. the England, England so Westlake, Westlake is my... Uh, Your school? No, it's not. I went to Rosmini. Oh. So the two massive rival um, teams uh, on the North Shore, especially in my day, were Rosmini College and Westlake. So okay. Rosmini College, would you like to know the All Blacks that came for Rosmini in my era? Go on, in the year with Anthony Barch. Oh, yes. Rudy He's Wolf. He's a big man. Oh, yeah. Rudy Wolf. Uh, yeah, he Rudy was... Wolf was deceptively powerful. He didn't look that big, but he had some beef about him. And he was quick. Yeah. He was quick. He, like, it was weird in, in similar form because you kind of, no one kind of looks like a man yet. No one is really quite But he had a man's body? Yeah, he was just like, boom. Everyone called him Flex. <laughs> Um, and he's like he's the nicest sweetest kindest loveliest human being until you get on the rugby field no no even when you're on the rugby field he's just like he's not gonna he will hurt you if you go at him wrong but he's just going to outclass you and just do a tiny little swivel of his hips and you'll just be grasping air and going and he'll go Oh, it's okay, bro. Good next, try. Next time. You know, <laughs> and it's somehow non-condescending non- way. Okay. Just like, you know. Um, but Westlake had uh, Nicky Evans. Oh, no, we also... Rosemary College is the school of the number 10 for Wales. Scored the, um, the penalty kick against South Africa at the very end of the game to get the victory over there last year. Gareth Anscombe. Gareth Anscombe. Yes, he's a Rosemary boy now playing for Wales. Oh, nice. um, but he went to support he went to represent Auckland this is a real very very niche North Shore tangent we're going on isn't it even I'm like I don't know what he's yeah. about. <laughs> and I'm from the same city as the guy okay well, let's pull it back okay anything um, else about that game I think that's, that's Ollie Lawrence still looks good for uh, for England in that midfield yeah, oh, I, I think, think it's I, I think it's much better than, than the Marcus Smith and Farrell combo Mm. But do you think Marcus Smith is saying, "Hey, I'm not going to miss that many kicks"? Mm. What do they do with Marcus Smith? He's a he's a prodigious talent. Mm. What are they going to do with him? Can you put him at fifteen? Yeah, maybe. Well, not with Freddie oh, Stewart there. Yeah, no. Problems. Keenan, Good problem to have. Who would you put in your side, um, Stewart or Keenan? I'll go Keenan at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Depending on the side you played, if you Keenan, I don't think gets the, like when you look at Freddie Stewart. Like if you have never seen a game of rugby in your life, 
and you were to look at Hugo Keenan and you were to look at Freddie Stewart as a physical specimen, you'd probably go with Stewart. So I think he looks the part more. Like Keenan's kind of gangly and has this weird running style where he doesn't look like he's doing that much, but he actually is. Moving. Yeah, he's, he's moving. Awkward. Yeah, he's he's really awkward looking when he yeah. when he moves about, but he's effective. But that's kind of what works for him. That's all I care about. And one of those guys that you know is hard to tackle, but very hard to tackle. His, his good under the high ball. And I think equally as good under the high ball. Maybe some would say no, but they're playing next, yeah. aren't they? So we'll find out. That's a, I, what is, I don't know what it is. Like anytime anyone plays England, it's tasty. It's just tasty. Yeah, yeah everyone's got a bit of history with England. When we play England, I'm like, got to beat the English. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got to mm. got to beat the old. I was about to say the old girl. Got to got to got to like just it's kind of well I'm we're part of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a little bit of everyone's everybody's got a little historical beak for them. Is that it? In the rugby playing world, I think so. Is that yeah. it? What are, why is it? Why does everyone hate England? I'm trying to write a piece about this right now. Their media sucks. Our is media it, sucks as well, but yeah, their media sucks. Their they, rugby, rugby media. They sort of dominate the rugby media landscape. I think so. They're very loud. Like they have yeah, an extra right. grind with Eddie all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, they used to question everything. So it's a mixture did. of historical stuff. The fact the team probably gets more media attention than anybody else. And is it the people call them pompous and arrogant quite often? I think like they they're like when they beat you they're like oh of course we have no idea maybe the fans I mean they reckon Twickenham's like very expensive and um, it's a it's a different breed that um, these are I've never been to a game yeah no me neither yeah I lived over there just I was I was like nineteen so you're not anymore I'm not nineteen anymore I'm twenty years older than that oi 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 France Scotland that was this morning our time. We haven't slept since then. Four in the morning. Jeez. Or four fifteen. <laughs> I was up. I was watching it. I freaking yep. live streamed with Hamish at half time. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh nice. Because he said because I jumped on his things and then he was like, I tell you, if you want to jump on at half time, you can and I was like, No, I'm not gonna do it. And then I kinda of started to wake up and I was like, oh, Okay, I'll jump on. So then I just got on there and talked I don't know why it gets me on because I talk absolutely nonsense we never, don't even talk about the, the game. game he loves it he just loves catching up yeah yeah he's a good boy old Hamish now you might have thought that game was going to be ruined if you're not a fan of oh uh, yeah of teams getting early red cards because there was a very early red card in this 100%. game 100 and um there was no mitigation for for the uh the gilchrist shoulder to the head Jalonche yeah. had to go off oh. for an hia which he seemed to pass mm-hmm. but um it was a fair enough red card but Look, I've made no secret about the fact I am now a Scotland fanboy. Yes. You know, like I made a video about so how, it. How was, were you feeling when that red card was, was produced I was like, at 4.07 in the morning? I was just like, this is an absolute horror show. Why have I woken up? Right. And I... Because France had already scored a try by that point, right? Yeah, and I was... the the What Hamish was actually saying on his thing was he was going, well, if they stay at this rate, they'll actually overtake a number of teams because they'll get such a great points differential after they absolutely pump the crap out of the Scots. And I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> I don't is, want this to happen. This is just an awful, awful... You know, and it was almost 12-0, like with a yeah. red card. Yeah. And it was like, all hope is gone. Enter Mohammed Hawass. Exactly. It's always darkest before the dawn. You know, like... Do you know you, what he's happened? A, he's a burglar. Know, do you know what happened with him the last time he played Scotland? 
He recarded? He got recarded for oh. punching Jamie Ritchie in the face. Isn't he a bit of a... I, Seems he... like he's got a bit of a checkered past, but obviously he's he turned his life around. He time in prison. Still got a bit of a temper. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think you could literally see the red mist descend on him as yeah. he was just like, is he this a good him, idea? This is a good idea. Turn himself into a freaking Human tor- missile. torpedo yeah. and just, boom. Why? Just stupidity. Uh, um, but the thing that worried me from the Georgian Reef was when they were going through it, he said... Uh, I uh, see some mitigation there because it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look that dangerous. They're <laughs> yeah, always they... looking for the mitigation. Yeah, then... which I actually, yeah, I don't mind that. But yeah. after the red card for the the Scots, if that wasn't a red card, I would have been yeah. spitting tax. What was hilarious is one of the assistant referees that one was the English referee Carl Dixon, and I've yeah. watched enough of the Premiership to see that guy. Like he will literally see freaking murder not literally figuratively <laughs> um and uh he'll just be like nah it's all right it's only a penalty and i'm like holy shit this guy's not meant to be a ref yeah he saw that after uh, the georgian ref is like it's not that bad and he was like come on mate <laughs> <laughs> i think that's that's maybe a bit dangerous yeah. i guess that's the process working yeah right? yeah it worked it worked like you you have some checks and balances yeah there. you know someone's gonna be like or oh, actually uh you might because it could have been very easily i think it might be relatively easy as an ar to be like yeah, yeah, yeah just, what, just, what do you say, mate? You don't yeah, want no, exactly. to rock the boat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I did it. I was appreciative of that. But just that moment where he said, I do see mitigation. I was like, where is the mitigation? Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. But um, I calmed myself down. At least and and as the ref, the he had the ability to check himself as well. And it was the best thing that happened for the game because then it was 14 on 14. Fair for fight again. Space. Yeah, yeah, and fair fight again. Yeah, you exactly. know, like it really kind of Massive, made some massive impact mm. on the game. Mm. Hey, before we go on, mm. in the last episode, there was a lot, like in the comments, lots of people talking about your watch. Oh. Why are they talking about your watch? Because I don't usually wear a watch. I had it, there was no battery and it went dead like a year ago and I didn't, maybe two years ago, I didn't put a battery in it. So I put a battery on it. Oh, well, right. I didn't put a battery in it. I took it to a, um, why were they the talking shops? about your watch I guess because I don't a, wear a just, watch just a silly old... this cost me I think 200 real... RMB in China which is like a $40 watch oh that's pretty pricey okay <laughs> I had a student in China who had a watch which was worth 100,000 RMB so that's oh, like wow. 20 grand so my one's a little bit cheaper so like the thing you know, I'm, I'm, when I think of China I think everything should be cheap as chips but it's not these days China's got a lot of rich people yeah, who like to sucks. just blow money on everything. When you've yeah, got that right. much money, you just want to blow money on everything. So you buy a 100,000 Kwai watch. Kwai. Kwai. Yuan, RMB, whatever you want to call it. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, well, that's the end of the watch chat segment. This was brought to you by... What's by um, Rossini, which is a fake, it's an Italian-sounding brand name for a cheap Chinese brand. Yeah, you'd never hear the Chinese doing that sort of thing, would you? No. Nah, neither. Not at all. Uh, where were we? Before France, we they beat Scotland 32-21. It was 14-14 on 14 for the majority of the game. Early French lead, they scored three tries into Marc Dumortier and Ramos with the intercept. Oh, that was a dagger. That was brutal. I was just going, we can do this! All of a sudden, I'm Scottish. 12% motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and... And I was like, okay, we're looking, we're stringing some phases together. Mm. There were quite a few moments early on, even when we were, going, we were down, I was like, they look quite sharp at the mm. breakdown, they were getting quick ball, mm. and I was thinking, they can do something, and then they were really getting it happening. And the thing about Finn Russell, like, 
excellent. The things I admire and I hate about him in the same breath. Yeah. I love the fact that he's willing to give it a crack. He's going to do some crazy he's, shit. He's going to give it a try. And sometimes it's going to come off, but sometimes yeah. it's not. But one of the things that if you were an intercept merchant, he's a great player to be up against because he looks as though he loves to come to the line, put a little bit of footwork on, and then throw the pass he does. very that's, close that's like to the his line. Thing. Very close to the line, which is... Mm, tasty yeah. you know and some of those passes if the guy connects on it he'd there through a gap uh-huh. very very easily but if you're switched on to it you're you know it's, it's, it's a gamble as a defender with Finn Russell. if you commit often he'll make you look stupid but then if you can get it right yeah 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 you mm. can screw him in the pooch mm. and you know he did a lot of great things in that game that was it was 50 22 that he did that was just absolutely mm-hmm. spectacular but the one thing i admire about him like, you'd see a lot of players who would do something stupid like that and then, like, completely go into their um, into their shells right. and then just play he real just doubles down. He just keeps on going for yeah, it. he just doubles There's down. There's an NRL player called Sean Maloney who used to do that. Sean like, Maloney commentates the rugby as well. The, that's the, uh, oh, really? Was oh, it James Maloney? It might be James okay. Maloney. Sean Maloney's the commentator. One of the Maloney's. And he would, like, like, the bigger the game, he'd always make a massive cock up okay. at the beginning of the game. And then he'd, like... And everyone would be like, oh. and he'd be like, no worries, we're right. And then he'd like freaking be an absolute stud for like the last 20 minutes okay. of the game. And everyone would be like, how does he do it? You know, and you're like, well, he's just getting the points back that he already okay, lost. Yeah, he was a real right. fun player to watch. Okay. But he, yeah, very much gives me those sort of vibes. He's the opposite of the Irish 10 who played at the weekend, Ross Byrne. Yeah. Ross Byrne steps in for sixth. I didn't really mention him when we talked about the game earlier. He's just, he never takes the ball to the line. Yeah. But he's just like, he's the general. Like, yeah. he's at the back going, you fuck off, move over there. He's and then dist- he's going to put people into gaps and he's going to kick. He's going to distribute and kick. That's pretty much, like, he's old school. Kind of, like, I guess, like a Grant Fox. Like, Grant Fox never ran the ball. He yeah, just kicked it, got passed him, it. And he never got tries. That's right. So, yeah. Ross Byrne's kind of that. Ross Byrne gets a lot of stick because if yeah. I was like, he doesn't do anything. Because he doesn't do that kind of crazy ass. Yeah, but he does the stuff you can't see. And he He's just sure very that. reliable. But you want to. But that's why players like Dan Carter were incredible because he was such amazing general. Yeah. But an incredible, incredible Skills, attack yeah. and threat yeah. and just the whole package. Oh, I'm getting a Caleb Doris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh. Well. But yeah, Scotland had a wee comeback. Oh, they Hugh did. Hugh Jones. Hugh yeah. Jones looked good. Very, very good. But like. I still love them. I still so desperately love them. But the thing that was worrying me was they had to work so hard for their tries. It was such a weird one compared to their yeah. first two games where Scotland is like, we don't need any ball. We're going to get down yeah. your end and first chance we're going to score a fucking try. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this week it was like, bang, 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 French would defend. Yeah, and the French looked like, whenever they got into, I keep saying ow because I feel like I'm on the, on the end. You're team, not, man. you're not. 12% not enough. <laughs> Where, uh, when they got into the 22 it was just like oh they're going to score mm-hmm. you know when they were in an attacking position yeah. they were they they looked like they were going to be able to take them out wide and, mm. and, and someone would do something and cut them through but they they managed to play such a hard and gritty game to stay in it and keep going but yeah they had to work bloody hard for their tries and the one thing that I found finding quite interesting with these new change of laws in terms of the dropouts from the goal line with the, the held up for me it's changed in a good way I think it's a good thing the value of the you know the very close to the line pick and goes mm. you know the ones where they just hammer against the line yeah. hammer against the line hammer yeah. against the line 
those are quite likely to get held up. And if you get held up, you're losing a shit ton of mm-hmm. you know of territory, and you're losing all of that you know well, obviously that territory, that but that, that moment that that ability to score a try, right. it all just gets absolutely released. It's yep. a massive pressure to win release. the defense. Absolutely, 100%. and that happens quite often mm. with a, um, a a held up. Whereas it used to go to a five minute try, which yeah. you know you, the pressure scrum. is yeah. Yeah. and a five minute scrum, which is and still, often you were under more pressure. Yeah, exactly. So I like that that, that happens, but I think yeah. teams are still not quite clicked onto that mm. because we don't see enough teams r- pull the attacker over the line and deliberately hold them up because I, I thought like, that I thought that a couple of times yeah, where yeah. they had they had them and I was like dude you just need to fall backwards and have yeah, that you've got them under there. you so why not yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then you've got yeah and then that's going to be an interesting thing but but I hope it does eventually as people start to see that those pick and drives obviously mm. they're still going to be valuable yeah there's still going to be massive opportunities mm. obviously you're, you're millimeters from the line at mm. times but it's going to make it more attractive to actually give it to your first five and mm. see what the heck is happening in the back line. Yeah. You know, like... Because it's almost riskier to pick and go, isn't it? Than to Because it's always like, keep it safe, keep it in the yeah. forwards, you don't want to lose position. Yeah. I think what we are seeing is a little bit of teams who are receiving the goal line dropout, they're using that as a little bit of a set play. When that law was first introduced, yeah. one of the first adaptations we saw to it was teams receiving the dropout and then immediately trying to whack a drop goal straight over. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was like the Americans did it against either the yeah. Canadians or the Chileans. Seems like a, a bit of a French it, word to me. Yeah, and then a few a few teams cottoned on to that fact, so teams kind of stopped kicking it straight down the middle yeah, because right. you basically, you know, you, you, the guy's got all the time in the world to just kick, yeah. you know, a, if he's got a decent boot on him, a relatively straightforward drop goal. You can imagine that in the high belt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now we're seeing, like, we saw the Ireland, uh, which game was it, where they had that little set play from, I think it was the Keenan try, was yeah, it against right. France? Like, they had a yeah. set play, basically, from the dropout return. So we're starting to see that kind of tactic evolve. So I don't think the teams are done with their innovations. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's very tasty. Yeah, I don't know. That was just one thing I noticed. And I felt like, well done, Tony. That was an original thought. It's very, <laughs> very rare I actually have those. But, like, in terms of Scotland, I did not... Like everybody warned me and said, "Oh, they're gonna break your heart. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna screw the pooch one day." And for that first ten minutes, I thought, "Oh, Scotland!" To you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. But boy, oh boy, I came away a bigger Scotland fan. Right. You know, like there are a few moments like in that game that still could have gone either way. I know, yeah. like, what was he in scoreline? Uh, 32-21. So it, there was that last minute try of the French, wasn't it? That's the bonus point one from Fiku. Which really Fiku was, was a bit good, of a, by the way. Yeah, he's very. He got man of the match, I think. Yeah. Um, but they had that. Uh, he was, was man of the match before he scored that try as well. In the last couple of minutes, they were only. I think they were only down by six points or mm-hmm. whatever, and they had a. They had to go length of the field basically. They had a yeah. They considered a, a, a scrum on their own five meter line. I was yeah. like, and I was like, I still believe they can do it. I still believe. Yeah, that's not a game where you would say Scotland shit the bed. Oh. That wasn't that one. That was that just ended the, all the way. I think the French were just a bit too good over the course of the eighty. Yeah. And on another day, Scotland could have won that game. It's funny, isn't it? Like you look at the English and Wales game. That was a ten point difference, and what mm. was this, eleven or a twelve? Mm. Um, but the Scotland um, French game was just razor thin yeah. for the most of the time. Yeah. You know, like whereas it, the Welsh Wales never really looked like winning that game, did they? Never. Whereas never Scotland, ever. if they'd won that game, it wouldn't have been a shock. 
No, it would have been mm. bloody great. Mm. It would have been great. But France you know, still get the bonus point. They bounce back so after it, their yeah, first look, loss in a long time. The, that's probably the team that we ignore most a lot of the time. I don't know. Is France... Your thoughts on where they are? Are they peaking too soon? Yeah, are it's they, interesting because they've well, looked... They, did they peak too soon? Are they? Yeah, are they, they've, they've looked kind of vulnerable. I think we talked about it at the start, how at the end of last year, they were having a lot of results, which they were wins. They were keeping this magnificent run going, but they weren't blowing teams off the park. Yeah. But they were still finding a way to win. Then they had that loss to... Well, they had the first close game against Italy. Then they had the loss to Ireland. You're thinking, oh, shit, maybe mm. maybe these guys are a step down. But I still think they're, they're there or thereabouts, aren't they, for the World Cup? Yeah, yeah they, they are. They've I still think, got some freak players, man. I think they're still almost favourites in the bookies' eyes. Mm. And, and whenever, they, whenever they go up against anyone, I still think the two best teams in the world are Ireland and France right moment, now. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Red cards, eh? Red cards. So great, you, some great rugby. So in a fortnight, it's Italy-Wales for the Battle of the Spoon. Which is, I'd want to watch that game. Then you've got England against... Oh, it's England against France. Why do I think it was England against Ireland? That's the final game. England against Ireland is the final... Oh, so it's England-France. England-France and then Scotland-Ireland. Ooh, Scotland-Ireland's going to be tasty. That's, that's, you can have mixed nah, feelings about that one. I love the Scots, but I'm, uh, you know, they're green blood. You know, so I've got to... Pull for pull for the pull for the homeland mm. um, there, but like it's I don't know it's a weird one, but because that's almost they're all pretty crucial games actually. Mm. Those two games other than the spooner, I think yeah, there's things to like about all of those games. They're all yeah. So for all four teams apart from obviously Italy and Wales. Yeah, England, France, Scotland, Ireland are all, all still in it for sure. All still in it. Yeah. Ireland's the only team that's got a chance. Unbeaten for a Grand Slam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Slam on that. Scotland so then, would love to throw a spanner in that works. Yeah. Everyone else is going to be rooting for Scotland, that's for sure. 100%. 100%. Wow, it's all on like Donkey Kong, isn't it? It is. Six Nations, he's a fan. Yeah, I am. You're sold. I am sold. I, Honestly, this is, I think this is, is the best. Is. this is the best one that I've watched because this is the first year where... I know Italy got a win last year in a match which didn't yeah. really matter. But I mean, it still mattered for them because it broke a huge losing run for them. But every game Italy's played, this Six Nations, they've looked decent enough. The only game that didn't look that great was against the English. Yeah, they got out more. They won the second half. Yeah. Right. So even that had like a bit of a bright spark. But yeah, yeah, I, that was that was probably the worst game in the whole series so far, apart from the one I missed. If you like malls, yeah, mall fans out there, give it up for your mall fans. Mm. Well, that was the Six Nations. That's the Six Nations. Now, in, was... another, in another part of the world, there was some other rugby. The MLR was still going. Ah, <laughs> would you shove it up your ass? Nobody cares. Has anybody ever commented on one of your videos going, can I please have an MLR update? Is anybody? MLR, Major League Rugby, folks. <laughs> Major League Rugby. I watched one game at the weekend. What other teams do you cover that aren't qualifying for the World Cup? I watched uh, these guys, ATL, Atlanta. Atlanta. They traveled to Georgia. Seattle to play the Sea Wolves, and I know Seattle, this... Seattle or West Coast team. We were talking about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. They've only got a, like a four thousand five hundred seater in Seattle. Hat... You... Where do you get the fucking hats uh, from? I had it printed from <laughs> AliExpress. Um, <laughs> they. <laughs> he prints his hat. He does. He's told me this before. They all. <laughs> they always sell does out the guy, their Does the guy go? This guy needs a life. He keeps getting me to print these absurd. No, no he just, he just takes my money. Yeah, he's got happy. Um, I don't even know if it's a guy. Um, they they always sell it out. Four thousand yeah. five hundred. They are, I swear, louder 
at that ground in Seattle than like any of the super crowds, maybe apart from the Waratahs at the weekend. Really? Yeah, they were really just getting into the game. Good and on, have you ever watched, the, on, have you ever watched the NHL? How when they score bit. a goal, if it's the home team, they play the goal horn. Yeah, yeah. They do that. I didn't oh, notice. That's, I don't know if it's a new thing for this year or if they did it last year. I didn't notice. But anytime they kick a penalty or get a try or conversion, they play a goal horn. Oh, it's a, really? It's great. In, a, in the NRL, anytime anybody gets a try, they play the sound from the sort of the mascot of that team. Okay. So if it's the Cowboys, there's a yeehaw. Okay. And if it's the Warriors, there's a like a. Pacific okay. Okay. and I know the Brumbies play the horse neighing a lot in Super yeah. Rugby. Yeah. Well, yeah, when the when the, when the Broncos scores, they get they oh, get the horse neighing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, That's where they yeah, ripped yeah. it off from. Yeah, Brumbies get original yeah, idea, would you? would you? Um, but yeah, Super Rugby is actually where we we'll go with this. Yeah, yeah, Super Rugby, and boy, oh boy, it's, it's really nice to watch rugby that's in my time zone. It's so much easier. Sitting down at 7pm. So nice. Oh, 4.30. I watched the bloody favourite game of the weekend in terms of entertainment value. Well, like, maybe not the stakes, but certainly entertainment value was the mm. Moana Pacifica versus the Fiji and Drua. And yep. if you can, go look at the highlights. It was just, it was, it was 35-37 at the end of the game. Was it something like that? 35-34? 34-36. 34-36. Um, and like last minute try to the Drua to to um, pinch it, but just beautiful Pacifica rugby. Yeah, really, really. And like New Zealand rugby, Super Rugby is a bit different, man. Yeah, it's open, it's free. It's like I was kind of torn on this weekend of Super Rugby because there were honestly some bloody good results Ooh. and like some great rugby for an opening round of rugby. I thought the quality of the games was genuinely pretty bloody good. Very high. But then the crowd attendances were shite. Yeah. Apart from the Waratahs, they had a, a decent attendance for their game. They had a good atmosphere. How was it in but Townsville for the Reds and the Canes? Not, not great. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's a contrast to go from the Six Nations where you I mean obviously international is a different beast, but yeah. when you've got these massive crowds, like you said, swing lows battling the Welsh yeah, chants and yeah, yeah, the yeah. Italians and the Irish fans going at it and then you've looking at these super rugby crowds going that's a bit sad yeah where's everybody everyone but everyone, know, everyone, it's summer everyone's at the beach I don't know between cyclones yeah yeah, no, it's um, yeah it kind of caught us off guard I don't think everyone you know, was really ready for the super rugby but in yeah. terms of the players bloody looked ready yeah yeah apart yeah. from if you're a Highlander or if you're a Crusader because it was a great was weekend the, 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 main, a, the mainland didn't look that good it was good. a great weekend to be a North Islander yeah. for those of you who didn't know the Blues went down to Dunedin and won 60 points to 20 <laughs> if you want to see Mark Talia in action that you guy watch the, was see, beautiful Maybe the world's next superstar. If you if you went purely off that game, he's phenomenal. He's incredible. And then if you want, good the, harbour. What what provinces he played for? Uh, the Chiefs played no the, <laughs> the Crusaders yeah. down in Christchurch, and they beat them thirty-one ten. And Sean Stevenson, what province did he game play for? <laughs> harbour. Didn't he look good? He looks. So Didn't good. he look so good? He looks so oh, good. damn. Oh, getting the, the, Cru- the Crusaders. <laughs> the Crusaders look flat. You're getting the Sean Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> I've blown my load everywhere here. Um, but no, he's so good. Mm. He, um, for those of you who don't really know who he is, he met, he played for the or the Maori last year and played some bloody good games Denver, against yeah. the Irish. Yeah. Was one of the one of the standout plays. The Irish won that first game, didn't they? No, no, the, 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 the Maori won. won the first game. And he looked amazing. And he looked incredible. He looked like one of the and he yeah. was playing against some very quality Ireland yeah. Ireland players. And for whatever reason, he just wasn't quite in the frame for the All Blacks, mm. which 
I think he I think he's forcing himself into it now. Mm. Well, early doors in terms of this season, it's a bloody hard year to get mm. in the frame. But if you're still a, room for a bolter. And back three, that's a place that's a kind of bolter space, really. Mm, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see but I was thinking about it, who does he actually replace? And I was thinking yeah. Pera Feta is probably the guy he replaces. And then and he thinking, looked good against And Pera Feta looked great. Oh, he yeah. looked, his touches were classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very classy. We just need some bloody forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep. Elsewhere, uh, well, that's the New Zealand results. Oh, the Hurricanes. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Can we get, before we go on, a player that we liked, not we'd like to, but gets a lot of shit, and I've I've piled on from time to time. Yeah. Sam Kane. Oh, yeah. If you did get a yellow card. Got a yellow card, and everyone went, oh, looked, it's your all back captain. But he looked great. Yeah. He looked very, very quality. So yeah. watch out for Kano this year. Sam Kane. Here he comes. Coming for Wim, William Webb Ellis. But, yes. And Crusaders, is this, is this a sign of things to come, or are they going to come? Right. I think they'll come right. And they History play. tells us they'll come right. Exactly. The uh, best indicator for uh, the future is the past. Exactly right. Mm. That's why it's always easy to beat the bookies. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Hurricanes. They were tied up with the Reds at halftime, I think 13 all. And then just dicked them in the second. Yeah, exactly. They blew them yeah. away. Yeah, Scored yeah. some nice tries. Good hands. Yeah. Al Moore came off the bench and looked bloody good in that game. He's powerful, man. He's a big unit. If he can just stay fit, he's got issues with a concussion. That guy. Mm. And then there were some Aussie games. Uh, the, the Brumbies. F- the Brumbies won away in Sydney, Over the tars. which I think was the best game in terms of attendance. That game generally seemed to have a great atmosphere. That stadium just got opened last yeah, year. It's yeah, the home yeah. of, I think it's the home of Parramatta. Okay. The Eels. It looked great. Yeah, it did. It looked great. Certainly the most visually appealing stadium and yeah. crowd of the weekend. Until yeah. we get to Fiji in a couple of weeks, which I think is gonna. If you're if you're an outside fan, just sh- I don't know. You're probably not going to wake up for it. Fiji has the same time zone as New Zealand. Do they? Yeah. I thought they were one hour different. Uh, well, it's much of a much. They're bloody close. I, I think there's, uh, they usually play their games at four thirty-five our time, which is going to be stupid o'clock for you guys in South Africa. It, it, but it's like UK. it's something special, like yeah. watching a game in the islands. Because the, like, the the islands, like I've been there a couple of times, they fucking love rugby they're obsessed with it they, mm. there are rugby fields everywhere there are kids kicking about rugby balls all over the place they do incredibly well on a world stage but mm. they have a tiny population mm. I don't know what it is but there it is okay it's, it's a very very Fiji's over a million Still, it's not many for how how, for many how well they're represented. Yeah, how many players, Fijians play abroad? How many incredible? Yeah. How well their sevens teams does? Normal you know, athletes. Like, yeah, and so because because they, they, they're obsessed. It's, Made for it's rugby. A, yeah, it's it's a religion. I think we talked about it in the first podcast. The way yeah. they actually play and develop their skills is mm. one touch. Uh, yeah, we play touch, but they they play where either you get you get touch and you got to hand it over. Right. So we play in New Zealand like a bastardized version of league, essentially. We right. get six touches, right. and then hand over. They, it's one touch. So you've if you, you get have touched, to, you have, you to, have to fling it. Yeah, you have yeah, to fly, yeah. and that's why they have got these insane sort of. Because they've been doing it since they were yeah, four years yeah. old. Yeah, and that's just how they play the game, yeah. and they absolutely are obsessed. With it. And when you go over there, they just want to talk to you about rugby, right? Because they love it, and you, every little park you're going, there's just some some kids just kicking a ball around mm. and a piece of dust or whatever they're doing. They're just mm. they're loving it. So it's it, and when an actual game goes there when the two games we saw last year it's the biggest thing to happen that right. year basically right. the stadium gets packed out with people who are obsessed with rugby right. who, are a, who are absolutely starved for top level rugby and who are so passionate about their right. teams that it's just this feverish incredible atmosphere that the team actually plays off yeah. and 
they've all been special, haven't they? That's they've right. been special encounters. So if you can watch the Crusaders versus the Drua, I'm billing it as a cracker. An absolute cracker. Did I sell it? Could I, you sold could it. I, could I be a promoter? Not that good. <laughs> I need them to do a face-off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, but I yeah. think we can say, without a shadow of a doubt, the best games to watch in terms of crowd attendance are going to be the games in Fiji. Yeah. No doubt. Six games. That's yeah. quite a lot. Hopefully they maintain the level for six games. <laughs> They're like, oh, not another one, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they will. Tins in North Harbour Stadium on yeah, a Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cold yeah. and wet. Um, the Force were the only team to win at home. They beat the Rebels 34-27. So our trip to Perth for a Super Rugby final oh, is still yeah. on at the moment. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we committed to that. On, our live, on the live stream. So yeah. we did a live stream. Of the Blues game. On the, of the Blues game. Talking a lot of bollocks, to be honest. A lot of shit. We got distracted. Yeah, yeah, terribly. Terribly. And I had nothing to do with it. Um, and we somehow... My dad back. watched part of it. Oh, no. I know because he said, "Oh, you talked to Hamish on the on the Kiwi lads." Did he watch that part? Seems like it, yeah. And he said, oh, he, he said, so proud. he said that Tony, oh, that Tony, he's <laughs> uh, what did he say? <laughs> he didn't use the word weird, but he used something like he's a bit different or something like that. I'll take that. Oh yeah, Cheers, thanks, Gather. Thanks, Gather. I appreciate it. We we're waiting for his halftime chat. Oh, I think I missed it. He sent me a full time one, and we missed it because we were too busy doing Kiwi lads. Yeah. Sorry, Gather. We should yeah. get him on one day. We we've never had a guest. I was thinking about where would we put a guest? Yeah, exactly. We're we're, we're a yeah. one camera operation now. Yeah. Like, but that's what it. do we just get them to take the place of the two yeah, Jetty and they just it. plant right in the middle of yeah. us? Yeah, but yeah, those were the games. So that was the rugby, and it happened. It happened. And Six Nations was phenomenal. Super rugby. I think the quality of the rugby was was very tasty. And what the hell are we going to do next? We can just talk about Super Rugby. Super next Rugby week. next week, but MLR. <laughs> Watch one game of MLR. Watch one what, game. Is he still... Is it, no, no, he's not. I played no, I watched one of Nonno's Okay, games. you watch San Diego play. I don't know who they're playing. You can if they play me. the hand jackers, they're going to be really <laughs> torn. Free jacks. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, feel free to jack it anywhere you like. Uh, so yeah, well, if you've got an idea in terms of what we could focus on next week, we usually want a week off. That's when podcasts kind of bring in gimmicks, and that's why we did a question and Q and A. And then I was like, Formula One starts next week as well. Uh, there's Cyril Garn versus John Jones on the weekend. Oh, that's been being Sky keep playing me ads that's to buy their paper. Uh, that's I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> uh, it's working on me. Uh, that's gonna be a, a massive, massive fight. Okay. Wow. And Shevchenko is fighting on that card. So two two um, titles on the line that night. But who's Shevchenko fighting? Uh, that could be... A, that's a woman, by the way. Oh. Yeah, how about that? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we could talk UFC. That would um, be interesting. I was about to say, you could ask us questions, we could answer them, and I was like, no, we've done that. Right. Uh, you got any ideas? Well, I guess we just focus on some rugby. Probably some rugby. There'll be some super rugby. There'll be some super rugby, and we can uh, talk about... One of the whatever controversies happened in Wales too. True. Yeah. See what Warren Gatlin's up to. Yeah. Hopefully something good. Do I ever say I'm taller than Brent Gatlin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Multiple times. Yes. I think you're twice as high. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. quite. Yeah, yeah. You have mentioned that. He's me. got me in every other department in terms of yeah, skills. I've, and... I've seen both of your penises, and <laughs> exactly. he's outstretching you big time. Big time. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's a beast. He's like a he's like a tripod. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two CG for the biggest penis. Where is Brent Gatlin at the moment? 
Uh, probably knocking around somewhere in the North Shore. Okay. Perhaps. Oh no! Actually, sorry. Is he playing Super Rugby at the moment? I didn't see him yet. This no. is how much Super Rugby's been in the media. I got no idea what's going on. Well, it's. Can we part? I know the, Will Jordan's can injured. Can we part the kimono for a second? Okay. So one of the things we talk about is like what videos are doing, how they're doing well, and all mm. this sort of thing. Uh, Super Rugby is you know a massive. You've always been a big deal in this mm. part of the world. But you're, I've never done a huge amount. I've done one Super Rugby video and it was mm. talking about Carlos Spencer's try in 2004, right. um, which wasn't exactly current. But you do the get content quite mm. often and your Six Nations content and your URC, your URC content yeah. is doing really, really well. Whereas you had a certain expectation on your Super Rugby content. It's yeah. following last year's pattern where it was just a bit flat. Well, it's yeah. weird though because I looked at the Super Rugby highlights and yeah. they get hundreds of thousands of views. So... I feel like there's a lot of people who follow Super Rugby enough to watch the highlights. Yeah. But they are no more checked in than that. I think most of those people would almost be Kiwis. Like, mm. I think for... Would you reckon it's really... I feel t- like there's a lot of casual watching a Super Rugby yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think people who watch your videos aren't casuals. I That's think right. they're pretty into it. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, they, yeah. They, and they like your shit. I think there's a lot of people who have... Maybe used to follow Super Rugby movies, South African fans who've well, that's the thing. That's that's the big feeling of the vacuum is like mm. we've got Pacifica and Drua who are great. I'm so happy to have them. And but the rugby is fun to watch. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. I think the standards mm. looking pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, but it's really it's it does feel like there's a big hole in our hearts mm. where South Africa used to be. Yeah. Where the sides used to be, but we miss you, yeah. South Africa. We want you back. We want you back for good. There was a oh, I was trying to get no, you to get in there. There was a uh, Rassi Erasmus, not a tweet. It was a, uh, a video mm. on the South African Rugby YouTube channel. Okay. A wee behind-the-scenes jobby about how those guys are prepping the players for, for this year. That's it. It's <laughs> time to wrap it up. The crickets yeah, yeah. are going. The crickets are like, you guys, wrap it up. What was the uh, general nature of this one? It was kind of weird. They were talking about like... Hey, we used to yeah, we used to get a break during Super Rugby when our players play Super Rugby. Yeah. We used to get an off season. Now we're in the Northern Hemisphere. We don't get an off season, so yeah, they were this... like, we need to give our players a rest now during the Six Nations because the URC teams, like the Irish yeah, and the Scots, yeah. they're without their Six Nations players anyway. So if we rest our players now, yeah, then they're getting a break, and the URC teams aren't disadvantaged because. The non-South African internationals are playing the non-Scottish internationals. Kind of yeah, thing, so it's kind right. of parody. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. That makes sense. They laboured that point quite a lot, actually. But anyway. It sounds thrilling. It really yeah. does. But yeah, it was still good content. But it's I, I just love watching Russi talk. And Russi's a fascinating it's individual. It's almost putting, uh, for an outside observer of the URC in South Africa, we used to be like, okay, this is what the Stormers are doing. The mm. Sharks have got so-and-so. They're playing mm. well. Like The Lions have got yada, yada, yada. Mm. They're playing well. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know these players when they mm. play. Yeah, for and sure. And now when they play, you're like, Ooh, who's oh, that shit, yeah. he's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's, They're a little bit, and to yeah. us, a little bit more foreign now. You know? One of the themes that came out of it was, Rusty seems quite happy with the guys who play in Japan mm-hmm. because the Japanese clubs give their players a lot of leeway in yeah, terms okay. of coming back to play for the Springboks and the, sta- the French clubs, the but not, not the Premiership. All right. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really talk about the standard. Was, they... he, was, he, was he trying to... It sounds like he's... Is it, like, it was almost like a bit of a sales is, pitch. Is like, he, he's got an extra grind. That's what I was... I don't like. know. He was basically... One of his points was basically don't go to play in the Premiership in England because we are going to have very limited access to you and unless you're fucking amazing... 
we're not going to pick you. We're going to pick someone who's oh, in really? South Africa. That was, he didn't say that directly, but that was the gist. Seriously? Yeah. He said they've got a good relationship with some of the French clubs. They've got a good relationship with the Japanese clubs, but the yeah. Premiership clubs, not so much. Really? Of course, mm. because they're like, stick it up your ass. We're just going to do what This is our player. He's our player. So exactly. when he's, he's contracted, we're paying him. So we're going to play him. But you can kind of understand. You can, as a business, for sure. 100%. Yeah. It is a business. But you know what's not a business? This. Because we don't make a lot of money doing this podcast. Maybe one day it will be worth billions. That's unlikely. But uh, why don't... Uh, I feel like maybe we should start... We started this podcast by giving a plug to Rian Lu. So maybe we should finish by giving a plug. So Is it you, Lou or is it Lo? I think it's Lo. Tell us in the comments, Rian. I'm pretty sure it's Lo. Go subscribe to his channel. Let's get him to a million subs, everybody. Can you um, get me to a million first? <laughs> Before Rian, then Rian. I'm at 5,000, so thank you okay. so... I cracked 5,000. We sit on the live stream, but uh, my channel, my little old channel... Cracked 5,000. Started in... Was it, I think it was May last year. I think I did my first little video. Okay, so it's more than six months. Uh, yeah, well, no, yeah, it's almost it's more than six months. You're closing in on a year. Closing in on a year. And I took about three months off. You did. Yeah, Which is yeah. not bad. Yeah, it was, it's all right. But thank you to anybody who's watching any of my weird shit as well. And if you're watching this right now, we thank you too. Or if you're listening to this. Oh! <laughs> Get the phone. We did it again! We talked too long. We could have wrapped this up. We could have... We could have... We knew it as well. Um, thank we've, you all so much for watching. We've once again faffed on too long. We so. have. We have. For those of you hardcore fans, you would have seen an episode like this finished before. So... Here you are again, but uh, thank you so much for watching. You may be listening to this, and you may not be wondering what the heck, you may be wondering what the heck we're talking about with this particular technical difficulty. Where can they listen? Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, wherever else you get your podcasts. But we do appreciate you listening. Thank you very much, Mark. Good to see you, Great sir. podcast. That was a handshake. If you couldn't see, uh, not his penis. Uh, <laughs> off camera. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye, bye. Uh,